Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is the ever-popular Stewsdays, actually being taped on a Tuesday. You know, Stu, my mom now, just in, 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 the, in our general course of conversation, when she says she's got an appointment on Stewsday, she actually says, I've got an appointment on Stewsday. <laughs> That's how, uh, and, and I know it's going to your head, I can, uh, I can tell. That's why you've been so hard to schedule lately. So I've been doing it Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I can sure it would be my first autograph, Dave. I could probably arrange it, uh, but uh, it may not be. It may not be worth very, very much. It may not be worth the paper it's written on. You, uh, you, you go to sign an autograph for uh, for my mom, and that is a uh, four or five hour conversation you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> You'll feel great at the end of it, but it, it will be a long conversation. She's the uh, she's the best. So so Stu, um, we we uh, just uh, just just for the listeners uh, coming on, actually Stu's going to be surprised by this too. Uh, we uh, we just we had a little technical issue with the posting of the last five or six episodes of the podcast. Uh, we would like to say that we were that this was all planned out. We were thinking of it that we were actually holding back episodes that you could binge listen to the epi- the, the recorded episodes while the weather was getting bad here in Canada. Uh, but actually, it was just a technical glitch between ourselves and some of the uh, the podcast services. So we have got that fixed up. Uh, and uh, that won't be an issue again, but we uh, just as a reminder, we got about five or six episodes, some really interesting stuff uh, that uh, that we've piled up, including uh, David Riley talking about the situation in the UK that's going on right now, and several episodes of Stu's Days. So uh, so go back and listen to those. But Stu, uh, in the midst of all of that, the good news is the market is rallying, and. You know, whenever we get into a, a, a period like this, where you know it's been a down year, anytime we've rallied, it's just been sort of a, a, a you know, it's a, a fake out uh, to to get investors to start to think confidently about the direction we're going, only to see the market drift back down and retest the lows. And and in, in the case last week, actually even somewhat break through the lows that we had in June. When we're if, if we're looking at this rally and and we're thinking we're, we're trying to decide whether this rally is real or if this is just another one of those bounces that we get in the midst of a bear market, what are the things we should be looking for on either side of, of that argument? Again, particular as we come into this very important earnings season, and we'll we'll talk a little bit at the end about the earnings we've seen because there, there's some interesting stuff coming out of that. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, that's a great question. Like, there's there's lots of ingredients that go into a market bottom. Um, you know, some of them we've seen, some of them we haven't. Uh, it is it is still a very kind of unprecedented event. Like, I think having the market go up over two percent, down over two percent, and then up to over two percent has only happened four or five times in history. Um, you know, interestingly, uh, you know, if you had to kind of draw a conclusion, it was probably a bit of a positive, but. Um, you know, nevertheless, I think in the last, you know, couple of days, you know, some things that uh, maybe have stuck out, uh, you know, new minister of finance in uh, the UK, for sure. Um, you know, the idea of, you know, putting what had concerned the market, putting that uh, genie back in the bottle, so to speak, uh, seeing a big rally in a, in the long term, longer, longer uh, maturity gilts, 
um, maybe a bit of a message to, you know, governments in general uh, around, yep. uh, you know, how that's going to uh, take place. So that was a positive. Uh, the U.S. banks have reported and they've been uh, quite positive. Uh, you know, one of the largest banks, J.P. Morgan, you know, just interestingly talked about if unemployment went to 6%, which, you know, some people say that in unemployment needs to go up uh, to wrestle inflation down. Uh, we're around three and a half in the United States. If it went up to 6%, that would be J.P. Morgan would have to set aside provisions for credit of around $6 billion, which is a big number. But at the same time, in their quarter, their net interest margin surprised people by $3 billion. So, you know, that is quite different than other periods of distress because banks are making more money as interest rates widen, which is, which is creating the earnings that they could set aside for provisions for credit if necessary, which leads to a bit of a healthier banking system than you often see during periods of decline. And then, you know, just, uh, you know, probably a little bit of a divergence and often it's the reverse, but um, interest rates have, you know, levitated around 4% on a long-term 10-year bond. And it hasn't seemed to bother the market the way it did earlier. And, um, you know, there's a, you know, I read on Twitter somewhere last week, but it kind of made me chuckle an old trader's line, like, you know, if selling doesn't work, try buying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's, and that's kind of what we've seen. So, you know, is it possible that the equity market is looking through whether or not the, the high in the 10 year bond is four or four and a quarter, the, the equity market's saying that it is close. Uh, so, you know, we can take a bit of that, the interest rate concern off the table earnings have been a little bit better. So, uh, you know, the scenarios that you might envision on the downside to earnings, uh, maybe not quite as negative, uh, you know, against a backdrop of, of pessimism being quite high last week, uh, you know, a significant amount of puts were bought last week, which is people betting on the market going down and they were very short term in nature. So you had lots of ingredients that, um, you know, that, that have presented themselves and, and created a little bit of an upswing. As for its duration, uh, you know, that's a, that's a great question. And, and um, you know, I think, you know, there's a couple of things that you didn't see. Uh, while you saw very strong up volume, you didn't see large uh, swaths of stocks really surging uh, to a high uh, percentage change, which, uh, you know, people like to see to help mark the bottom. Uh, you did. You have seen uh, leadership from financials and industrial sectors, which is good. Um, you know, so there's there's lots of things. Uh, you know, I would say that the you know the balance maybe tilts a, a little bit in favor. Um, but uh, you know, also maybe a little bit too early to tell. Uh, you know, from an intermediate term standpoint, uh, you know, I think uh, you know we're trying to get our heads. You know, we're trying to take advantage of weakness. Uh, you know, we've talked over and over about dollar cost averaging, but, you know, in this environment, um, you know, I think, you know, I think the two things are like, so earnings might come down, uh, but trying to envision, you know, when the Fed might pivot, might uh, stop tightening, in fact, might even loosen interest rates, you know, that will change the the illustration of, of how people think about earnings in a hurry, right? Like having declining earnings when liquidity is still tightening, uh, is not a great set of ingredients. But uh, as soon as you think the Fed is done, then you stop paying attention to how bad earnings are today and you start thinking about how they can be better. You know, so, you know, so those are some of the things that we've been thinking about. 
Yeah, and 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 this is what we we we've talked a little bit about is is that at some point because as as you suggest there, you're looking forward. You're looking for where things are going to be, not where they are today. And at some point people are going to look forward and say, "Wow, what's over this hill is lower inflation, lower interest rates, better earnings." And at some point I do want to buy. It is better than selling. And 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 the market moves and then as we've talked about uh, how violently it moves off of a bottom and that that's one of the reasons you want to be there and uh, and then of course for everyone uh, I know who when they listen to the podcast uh, they play the drinking game and they take a drink whenever you mention dollar cost averaging you got right in there with that so that everyone knows that that is always a way that you can play a market particularly one that you're uncertain about uh, when you're seeing this rally, uncertain if that rally is going to continue or whether you're going to go the other way, because as your dollar cost averaging in, you actually prefer the market to be down because uh, you're buying more uh, at a lower value. And then ultimately, when it does turn around, uh, you own more of that particular stock or mutual fund or whatever you're buying uh, for, for when the rally sets in. Yeah, like if you think about like last week, uh you know, and, and stocks don't uh, stop going down just because the valuation is more reasonable. But um, on a forward earnings basis, the market got to around 15 times earnings. Now, those earnings might need to, uh, you know, be readjusted in the short term uh, because of an economic slowdown. But over a long period of time, you know, 15 times earnings has been a valuation that we've seen over and over and over again. So, you know, even if you were at 15 and you had to see 12, the odds of a long-term investor seeing 15 again are pretty good. And those earnings, maybe maybe they would go down in a recession, but over time, we know that they recover and earnings might grow in the long term around 7%. Dividend yields are, are pretty healthy. So for a longer-term investor, you're sitting there saying, you know, the, the two most important dynamics to my long-term success are going to be the earnings and the dividend I get. And there are certain periods of time where the valuation is below average, which then accelerates my long-term returns. There's times when it's above average, which acts as a headwinds. And there's times when we're right near average. And um, you're right near average starts to get people a lot more interested in saying, uh, well, if earnings start to decline, uh, you know, people want to put money to work into that type of an environment because, because that long-term return potential starts really presenting itself. So, it, it uh, just just to come back to 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 earnings because ultimately it is it, it is all about earnings in the long over the long haul, you know emotional swing things back and forth and what you're willing to pay for those earnings changes, uh, but over time if those companies keep growing those earnings those stocks are going to go higher down the down the road. Early on, you mentioned J.P. Morgan, but other other firms have reported. I think Goldman Sachs was this morning. Uh, and and firms from other industries, y you getting a sense at all of how much the higher interest rates and what we expect to be a slowdown in economic activity is having on the earnings that 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 you've seen thus far in in you know anywhere in North America. Yeah, like I think it's going to it's going to bite in the near term, um, and and businesses will need to get reconfigured a little bit around this environment of slightly higher interest rates, although corporate balance sheets on the whole are in quite good shape, higher wages. Um, you know, those two things need to buy, need to be digested. Uh, but, you know, companies have shown, you know, pretty good abilities, uh, you know, to negotiate that, you know, over time. 
Um, you know, your point around higher interest rates, maybe some higher wage costs, like eventually we'll see another M&A cycle because business will restructure and recombine to, you know, gain efficiencies. Um, you know, but in the near term, yeah, earnings, earnings probably need to need to drop a little bit. Uh, you know, we can, you know, all the leading indicators suggest they're going to drop. So that uh, that is definitely in the cards. You know, that's why the interest rate side becomes quite important, you know, just as we discussed before, because declining interest rates with an ever tightening Fed is a different setup than declining interest rates with sight lines to, you know, maybe the end. Um, and as I say, like, it's only been a couple of days, but it is the first couple of days where the stock market hasn't, uh, you know, worried about a 4% on a U.S. tenure the same way it did maybe a month ago. Yeah, and as you've said, again, for people who are going back and listening to uh, to some of the old episodes, which I uh, I, I find interesting, uh, my, my, my mom does it almost obsessively, uh, you'll hear Stu talk about that idea that one of the sure signs of a turn in markets is when at the as as things are about to roll over to go down the market is not satisfied by any news as good as that news might be and then at the bottom the market is just so tired of hearing bad news just that next piece of bad news actually has it rallying uh because it the the assumption then is you know it just can't get a whole lot worse than this so as Stu says the the trader that he talked to why not just go ahead and buy at this point? And uh, when, when, when the bad news turns into good results, that's usually a time where you're starting to see things uh, move, move in the right direction. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and so hopefully uh, this is the start of something good. Stu, uh, thanks as always for, for another, uh, another fantastic Stu's Days. Great day. Always insightful. Well, thank you. And uh, we will see when we come back next week whether this market continues to have legs or not. 100%. Thanks very much, Dave. All right. Talk to you next week, Stu. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.